Memdalad Amud Beis, about 60% of the way down the Amud, with the new parak, the ninth parak, the last parak of Meseches Saita, says the Mishnah. Egla Arufa. This is the last in the list of uh, things, or actually second to last, but the last we'll deal with now. Um, that has to be done in Lashon HaKadosh. All the participants who uh, do part of the ceremony say their parts in Lashon HaKadosh and own Lashon HaKadosh. So, Egla Arufa Lashon HaKadosh. Shenamar. Now, it's not going to be clear from these psukim where we see Lashon HaKadosh, but the Gemara will deal with that. So it says in the beginning, meaning like uh, chapter 21 in Dvarim, Pasuk Aleph, Kiim Atzei Chalal Ba'adama, if you happen to find, oh my goodness, look, there's a dead person here uh, in, somewhere in like the, in the ground. And in Pasuk Beis it says, V'yatsu Zekeinecha V'shevtecha, and your elders and your uh, judges uh, should go out. Well, who goes out? Shloisha, I underline the word Shloisha, me based in Hagadol Yerushalayim. You actually need three from the uh, high court in Jerusalem. Hayu Yitzin, they would go out. And they are the ones who are responsible for, for measuring from the deceased person to the cities uh, surrounding the area and to know which one is the closest one. Rabbi Yehuda, who we boxed, I'm Chamisha, underline Chamisha, says there's actually five of the. Uh, uh, justices of the high court, Shanamar. Pasuk says, Zekeinecha, your elders, that equals Shnayim. The Pasuk also says, Shaiftecha, your judges, that equals Shnayim. Uh, two plus two is four. So uh, you have four vein based in Shakul. You can't have a even numbered um, amount of uh, people uh, doing anything basin related, and therefore, Moisif and Eleanor Echad, you add another one, and that's how you get to a total of five. Period. Let's say the deceased person, who uh, no one really knows how they got there, was found, Nimtza Tamun Begal, um, buried under a, a pile of uh, rubble, rocks, O Talui or hanging for a tree, O Tzafa or floating on the water, Lo Orphan, you would, they would not go through with the Egla Arufa ceremony, the decapitating of the calf. Why? Because all those are scripturally excluded from being Shaykh to the Parsha. Shanamar, these are all words that are in the uh, Pasuk Aleph there. Um, it says, Ba'adama, which I put in quotation marks, the uh, Loitomon Begal. That's uh, like on the ground, not um, uh, under a pile. Um, Nofel, which is also Pasuk Aleph, but then quotation marks, uh, fallen, ilan, that would indicate a not if the person was found hanging uh, from a tree. Bisada, uh, squiggle underline Bisada, put in quotation marks, it's also from Pasuk Aleph, uh, sounds like on the field, Veloitzaf up in Hemayim, and not floating on the water. Period. Nimsa Samuch, A, Lissafar, you found the dead person close to the border, or B, Le'ir Shurubay of the Kachavim, or uh, very close to a city, the closest city is a majority Gentile, or C, Le'ir Shainba Bastin, or a city that doesn't have a, uh, a court, uh, Bastin, Lo Hayu uh, Moididin, uh, should should be what it reads, or we could say orphan. Basically, they either don't go through with the ceremony, or they don't even measure. Kama, ain't moididin ella leir sheishva basin. You only measure to a city that has a uh, twenty three member court. Okay, the gemara starts out analyzing the mishnah. My kaamar, uh, what exactly? Do we see from the Pasuk and Pasuk Aleph, if you find a uh, person who's died on the ground, that that has to be done in Hebrew? So Amar Abavo, Hochi, Amar Abavo, explains that there's actually a sort of a lot missing from the Mishnah. We do a 
let's say a two and a half line rereading of the beginning of the Mishnah. The Mishnah asked, uh, how do you, or uh, Egla Rufa can only be done in Hebrew. Shanemar, it's actually Pasuk Zion. When it says uh, in Egla Arufa, Psukim Ve'anu Ve'amru, and they should literally speak up and say, Ulahalan, uh, that connects to another place in Chumash, where it says, Ve'anu Halavim Ve'amru, the Levim speak up and say, well, ma the ania namura lahalan by the levim it has to be lashna kodesh and only lashna kodesh. Afkan so too by the eglarufa ceremony it has to be lashna kodesh. Now, the seder eglarufa Kate said, as far as the order, well, like what happens? How does it get started? And then you start with pasuk aleph ki matzei chalab adama, and then vayatzu zekinech v'shoif techa shloishu beis nagadosh b'rushalayim hayyotzin etc. Basically, there's a, there's a whole almost line and a half that we have to read in to understand the Mishnah properly. There's a machlokus between um, the Tanakam and Rabbi Huda. How many um, justices from the high court, uh, the highest court in the Sanhedrin of 71, are required to uh, do the Egla Arufa uh, measuring? Tanu Rabbanu, we have a brisa that goes for two lines and starts here. The Pasuk says, V'yatsu zekeinecha v'shoiftecha, and should go out your, literally your elders and your judges. Zekeinecha equals Shnaim, that's two. Your elders, plural, is two. Kama v'shoif techa, that's in quotation marks, that equals also shnaim, another two. Vein base in shokul, and therefore, since you can't have an even number of people dealing, uh, justice is dealing with an issue, moisifin al-enadachad, you add an extra one, harei kan chamish, that gets you to a total of five. Divi Rabbi Yehuda, I boxed Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda's the opinion, says you have to have five of the justices of the highest court. Rabbi Shimon, who I boxed, I mer. He learns the Pesukim differently. He says, when the Pesukim says, Zekeinecha, your elders, Shnayim, that means two, and that's it. Vein base in Shokul, you can only have two, because that's an even number, and therefore, Moisifin Alehen Oid Echad, you had another one. Harei Kan Shlesh, that's where you get three. That's the end of the Brisa. Now we're going to ping pong, back and forth, and back and forth, and back and forth, between Reb Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. And I underline the name each time it appears, either Reb Shimon or Rabbi Yehuda. So the Gemara starts, for Rabbi Shimon... Wanderline, Nami Aksiv, well, one second. He's got the same Chumash, it has the same Sukkim. It also says Vishayf Techa and your judges. Shouldn't that indicate you need another two? Uh, no. Hahu, uh, that Vishayf Techa, me by lay, is to come to teach something else, to teach us that it's Le Meyuchodin Vishayf Techa. The unique ones, in other words, not just any justices of a three member court or 23 member court, but actually the uh, justice of the Highest of high courts, the seventy-one member court. For Rabbi Yehuda, I understand Rabbi Yehuda's name. Where where would he know that from? Well, he would tell you that the pasuk could have called them the zikne and instead said zekene cha nafka from the extra your elders, like your most special elders. Okay, the Rabbi Shimon, I understand Rabbi Shimon. What would he say to that? Well, couldn't you learn it from that? He would say actually no, because ikaz of Rachman, if the pasuk would have only written zikne. I would have thought, well, it's any older person. You know, old people generally have wisdom. I would have thought anyone. Therefore, that's why the Pasuk had to write, your elders, like like your special, unique elders, like the very wise ones who sit in the chamber, the chamber of Yun Stone in Yerushalayim and Harabais. On the other hand, if it would have written Zekei Necha, and like only Zekei Necha, I would have thought, listen, 
if you're a Joseph's on the 23-member court, that's pretty impressive. That's what I would have thought. Therefore, that's why, your judges, like the most unique of your judges, in other words, one of the members of the 71-member highest uh, court. Kama. What would his response be to Rabbi Shimon's point that he just made? Well, Rabbi Yehuda would say to you, Gamar Zikne Zikne from Zikne Haeda. It says Zikne Haeda, similar term, by um, the Par Ha'elam Dover that sometimes has to be brought. Just like over there, Malahalan, it has to be the um, unique ones of the congregation. Afkan has to be the miyuchadim, the unique ones of the justices shabeida of your congregation. Well, one second. You say then we have a gzereshava zikne zikne to connect us to the that which is said by parhalam davar. Well, e gamar. If that's where we're learning from, then ligmara lekula milsamahasam. Why not learn everything? from there. Because over there, Rabbi Yud also says you need to have five of them, and uh, why would we need our psukim here at all? In other words, our psukim of Zekeinecha and Shoiftecha by Eglarufa Lamali. And clearly we're using the psukim for some of the things. Ella, and this is a big Ella, because we sort of have to go back to the drawing board, because we clearly can't have that Gzei because if we did have that Gzei we'd be able to learn everything from it, and therefore, Vav de Shoiftecha or Vav is to tell me the number. In other words, don't learn the Gzereshav at all, and you need the Shavtecha to tell us that it's from the Sanhedrin Gedola, like Rabbi Shimon. For Rabbi Shimon, what would he say to that? He would say the extra Vav there, Lo, Mashma, Le, is not significant enough to be darshanable to him. Okay. Elamiata, well, if that's the case, when it says in Pasuk Beis, Vyatsu, that's another plural term, and they go out. And then again in Pasuk Beis, another term, it says Umadadu, and they measure. That's like another two plus another two. Vyatsu is Shnaim, Madu is Shnaim, so there be Huda Harekan, that would be another four, so you should have nine justices of the highest court that are required, and the Rebbe Shimon Harekan Shiva. So the Gemara says, true, we have two more plural verbs in Pasuk Beis, but we use those for something else. Ahumi uh, We need those for that which is brought out in the following two-line Brisa. Brisa says, underline the word, Vyatsu, they go out. What's that telling us? Not how many of them it has to be, but rather, Hain, that they themselves have to do it, and not their emissaries. The next word, I underline, Umadudu, and when it says, and they measure, that's Shafilinimtza Be'alil, even if it's absolutely clear that it's definitely close to Le'ir, to a particular city, still, they would measure it anyway, because it's a proper thing. You're supposed to. The commandment is to be involved with the Medida, even if it's obvious which city is closest. That's the end of the Brisa. The Gemara notes here that our Mishnah is not Masnisin Delok, Rabbi Lazar ben Yankiv. Why? What does Rabbi Lazar ben Yankiv hold this on you? In the Brisa that goes just over four lines, authored by Rabbi Eliezer ben Yankiv. Here it is. We box the name, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Oimer. When the Pasuk says, Zekeinecha, your elders, that's actually referring to the Sanhedrin, the highest court. Shaiftecha, underline Shaiftecha. That's actually referring to two very unique people, basically like the two leaders of the Jewish people. It's the Melech, the king, and the Kohen Gadol. Okay, colon, where do we see each one of these referred to in some sort of context as shoiftecha? Well, melech, tichsiv, the Pasuk of Mishle says, melech b'mishpat, ya'amid, aretz. 
So Bemishpat, that's what a shofate does. He judges Bemishpat, and there you see in the context of a king. Kama, the Kohen Gadol, where we see a passage where Kohen Gadol is equated with Shofet, the Pasuk says, Uvasa Elakayanim Halavim, you should come to the uh, priests that are from the tribe of Levi, Velha Shofet Asher That's referring to the Kohen Gadol, and it calls him a Shofet, and that's where we see the Kohen Gadol as a Shofet. Okay, so Rabbi Elezer seems to require, like, a whole uh, slew, a whole lineup, the Melech, <coughs> the Kohen Gadol, and Shoftecha. Okay, what does Shoftecha mean, Melech and Kohen Gadol? What does Zekinech mean, Sanhedrin? Well, Ibayelahu, A, Odilma, B, colon, A. Does Rabbi Lazar ben say, B'melech v'koyen gadol, who did Pollock? That's where he argues with uh, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon. As far as whether you need them, he says you do. Aval b'sanhedri, how many members of the highest court are required? Maybe he agrees, Ike Rabbi Yehuda, Ike Rabbi Shimon. Listen, you maybe need uh, five, like Rabbi Yehuda says, or three, like Rabbi Shimon says, Odilma, I squiggle in the Odilma, Odilma B, Besanhedri Nami Pollock. No, no, he also disagrees with how many members you actually need. Adika Kula Sanhedri. You basically have to have the entire 71 member high court. Okay, so what does Rebbe Elias Ben Yaakov hold as far as how many justices of the Supreme Court, all 71 or only like three or five? That's the question. I'm a Rav Yosef. I circled Rav Yosef's name, and Rav Yosef uh, comes to answer that question. Now, the point that Rav Yosef makes starts here and goes down, I'd say about 11 lines or so, till first word on the line is Egla, that would be uh, sort of the end of Rav Yosef's point. So here's Rav Yosef, I'm Rav Yosef, Tashma, coming here from the following Tanaic source, goes for three lines, starts here. Now, this Tanaic source is not talking about Egla Ruf, it's talking about a Zakin Mamre. A Zakin Mamre is one of the um, elders who uh, gets uh, the psak from the high court to do something, and he goes back and he thinks he knows better and, and does not like that. He actually uh, might be uh, uh, put to death because of something like that. So let's say, though, that he didn't, this uh, very wise elder, but he's in, in, when, instead of going to get a psak from the Sanhedrin in uh, where they usually sit in the chamber of Yun Stone up on the Harabayas, Matzan Zakin Mamrea Beipagi. Let's say he met him. Beipagi is like within the municipal boundaries of uh, Yerushalayim. Uh, for some reason, the, some of the justices were uh, there, or maybe all the justices were there. The Himra Alein, and then he rebels or disagrees. He's called the Zakin Mamre, the rebellious elder. The Himra, he, he, he rebels against them. Yochote Hamra, Soy Hamra, maybe he would, that would be considered a full-fledged rebellion and he's now high of like death. No, Tamalaymar, the Pasuk says very clearly that the Parsha of Zakin Mamre is only when he, he this uh, particular elder, got the Psak up on the Harabais because it says, Vekamta Ve'alisa El Hamakaim. That teaches us, the place is Gairim, causes the whole Zakin Mamre thing to I- exist. Okay, that is the Brysa. It's an interesting Brysa. So he didn't go to the Lishkos Agazis and uh, get the Psak there from them. He met them, I don't know, uh, near the walls of the city of Jerusalem. How many of them were there? How many of the Sanhedrin were there? Denafukama. How many uh, were there? Ilema, squiggling on the Ilema, Denafuk Miktsasan, that it was just a minority of the justices of the highest court, Dilma Hanach, Deika Gavai, well, how can you call it a Zakin Mamre? Because you never know. Maybe the logic that this particular elder from out of town has, if some other members of the high court would have been there, they would have, Dilma Hanach, Deika Gavai, the ones that are still 
up inside in the chamber of Yun Stone, up on the Harabayas, Kavas who maybe they would agree with him. And the guy's only a Zaki and Mamre if all 71 members say, no, you can't do it, and he goes ahead and does it. Ella, so I squiggle underline the Ella, Ella, Pshita, Dinafa, Kulu, it must be, where do you meet up with these people, and, and, and how many were there? They were all 71. Now, one second, why would you have all 71 members of the highest court out? Lemai, colon, E, I put a diamond around this word E, and five lines later, first word line is Pshita, I put a diamond around that. So, E, Litzvara, Rishos, if they were going, I don't know, they all wanted to get a shawarma, so they headed to uh, the shawarma place near the edge of the city. One second. Me, Matsunafki, are they allowed? Can you have the entire Sanhedrin go out? Lavdafka, shawarma, but wherever, for anything? Vaksiv, we have a Pasuk that seems to indicate uh, not like that. A Pasuk in Shirashim that we darshan, it says, Shareich Agan Hasahar Al Yechsar Hamazeg. Shareich, your belly button is like a like a half-moon uh, bowl or receptacle, al-yechsar, there won't be lacking the mazeg. Now, mazeg is like a mixed drink, so there won't be lacking any mixing, which, uh, we're going to darshan as possible, um, let's say one of the members of the highest court has to leave. How many is he leaving behind? He's leaving behind at least 23 members uh, in the chamber of Yunstone, then he can go and do what he needs to do. And if not, he's actually not allowed to leave. Rather, it's obvious that it must be, it's pretty, pretty quite simple, that it must be that, why would all 71 members of the high court be out of uh, their, their place? Lidvar Mitzvah. Ooh, now, Lamai, what's a Dvar Mitzvah that you would need all 71 members of the High Court for? La Medida Segla? Oh! Must be that uh, <coughs> they're measuring uh, for an Egla Rufa case, and it's uh, according to the Tan Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakovi. Oh! And that would be Rav Yosef's answer. Yes, when Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov requires the Sanhedrin, means all 71 members of the Sanhedrin. Amrali Abaye, I circled Abaye, Abaye says back to Rav Yosef, well, lo. No, not necessarily. Dilma could be that. Why are they going out? It's not that um, the municipal boundaries of the city of Yerushalayim, as well as the various courtyards, can be extended as long as you have the entire high court doing the procedure to extend them. It's not like we have a Mishnah that goes about a line and a half and says, We don't add to the municipal boundaries. Of the city or the courtyards, Eleba based in Shalshimvach, and you have to have all 71 members of the high court there. And therefore, that could be why they uh, went all, all together. Not necessarily a support for the previous approach. Tanya Kavasid Rav Yosef, but we now actually, the more interesting enough, brings a Brisa, which goes uh, about four lines till the two dots, which would be a support for Rav Yosef. Matzan Abes Pagi, let's say this uh, rebellious elder finds them, Abes Pagi, Vehimra Leyen, and he, uh, he rebels against them, goes against them. Kigain, now why would they possibly be all out of the Sanhedrin? Well, here it is black on white. Shiyotzla Medidas Egla. Ah, I dot underline Yotzla Medidas Egla. They were all going out, all 71, to do the measuring for the Egla Rufa. Or you might think that this particular elder, if he rebels against what they had said he should do, um, that is considered a full-fledged rebellion. Tamil Nope.
the Pasuk specifically says the whole Parshvek Leil roof only gets off the ground when, uh, excuse me, of, of uh, Zakein Mamre only gets off the ground. Vekamta Ve'alisa, Zakein went up and uh, got up and went up into uh, where? Melamed Shehamakim, it's the place that also is a very important factor, uh, Garim causing the scenario to present itself. That's the end of the Bryce. The Mishnah had said, Nimzatomon Begaloi Tolu Be'ilan. Lema Masnisin Rabbi Yehudi Hivalei Rabbanon. Should we say, now we don't prefer to say this, but if we have to, we will, that our Mishnah is going like Rabbi Yehuda um, and not like the Rabbanon. Our, our Mishnah that says Prat Letamun, that you would not, if the uh, deceased was found like uh, buried under some rocks, uh, that it's Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon. Desanya, like we see um, their opinions, that's Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon, the following price that goes uh, almost a line. Now, this Pasuk is not talking about finding a dead person, it's Shechacha. Uh, um, and if a person forgets one of the, uh, like the sheaf in the field, uh, that's the case of Shechacha, where you have to leave it and the poor people can come afterwards and take it. Now, Prat, that comes to exclude Letamun. If you have a, a sheaf that the reason you didn't actually forget it was just like uh, underneath something, that's TV Rabbi Yehuda. We boxed Rabbi Yehuda. I actually put an arrow in the margin pointing down. We'll need to refer back to this Rabbi Yehuda when we get Talmud Beis. And the Brisa continues, They say that that same word, quote, bisada, end quote, is actually coming not to exclude a case of Talmud, but it's rather lerabais, to include as HaTamun. Okay, so it seems like Rabbi Yehuda is the opinion that says you exclude Talmud, and he then apparently would be the author of our Mishnah by Egla Rufa. Amar Rav, I circled Rav, Rav says, nope, could be that our Mishnah in Egla Rufa is also the Rabbanan, Afilutim of the Rabbanan. Why? Because the word that's used, it has to be understood in the context of the whole issue. Hachami inyana dekra and hasami inyana dekra. Each one of them has to be understood in the context of the Pasuk, as we'll see right now. Colon. Dirsiv. By the case of where a dead person is found, whether you go ahead and do the Egla Rufa ceremony, the Pasuk says, ki matse halal. If you find a, a deceased person, that doesn't limit where it's like wherever he might be found. Kama. Uh, then the pasuk goes on and says beadama on the ground. That's coming to exclude something. Pratletamun if he's hidden underneath something or buried underneath something. Okay. Kama And also when it comes to shicha, uh, the forgotten sheaves, you have to understand the context of the pasuk. Do you see if it says over there when you uh, harvest, uh, you cut the cutting of your field and forget a uh, sheep. So you see that the vishachachta is taught in the context of, or next to, or similar to, katsir, the cutting or the harvesting of it. Well, ma katsir, when you cut, it's big galui, you're cutting obviously only things that are visible and in the, the open. Af shichacha, so to the case of shichacha, is... Begalui, only something that's exposed, and therefore, Kasav Rachmana. Besade, which is coming to a, an inclusionary term, the rabbi says that Talmud would include also something that was uh, hidden underneath. Kama. Well, the Rabbi Yehuda will now ping pong back and forth a little bit between Rabbi Yehuda and the Rabbanon. I know that Rabbi Yehuda, Nami Tepukle, why doesn't he learn out the Prat Letamun mi Shichacha Dumidekatsir? Like the Rabbanan did. Well, says the Gemara, you know what? In, yes, Achinami. 
He does. Well, if he does, then what do you need the besada term for? Well, he would need the besada term to include this case of shichachas kama. Shichachas is normally after it's been detached from the ground. Shichachas kama is if you uh, harvested a whole field and then you realized, oh, there's a little piece that I forgot to, like that little corner that I forgot to harvest, that's called shichachas, because it was forgotten, but it's still standing grain. Um, even uh, that would be considered shichacha. Verabanan, I don't know it's an important point. How do you know there's a concept of shichachas kama? Shichachas kama min nalahu, question mark. Answer, nafka lahu. They would learn it out. Me, from the Pasuk of ki siksor kitsircha besadecha. I squiggle on besadecha. And this next word from the Pasuk is important. Vishachachta. The besadecha word that's in the context of the um, vishachachta term is what they learn it out from. In other words, you can read it when you forget a little bit of your field. So, even a little bit that's still attached to the field. Rabbi Yehuda, I underline Rabbi Yehuda's name. What would he say to that? Well, me by LA, no, he would need this. Ooh, what does he say? Damar, I have box of Avo Amar Abelazar. Prat, uh, it would come to exclude a case of Imagine a strong wind came and sort of uh, blew uh, some uh, um, uh, sheaves from uh, your field into your friend's field. Uh, that would um, not be a case of shikha. Shikha is when you forget it was in your field, but if like you didn't realize you didn't have it because it was someone else's field, that's not shikha. They would th- learn that out from the puzzle that it could have said the fact that the apostle could have said besada in the field and instead said besadecha, I double underline the chaf uh, sophie at the end of the word, um, that's what's coming to tell you. Your field is when it's shikha, but not if it, that's like a big wind came and blew uh, a forgotten uh, thing into someone else's field. For Rabbi Yehuda, I don't Rabbi Yehuda, what would he say to that? Well, he would say that that's a pretty subtle difference. It's not significant enough to be darshanable. The fact that the Pasakura said besada and instead said besadecha loy mashmale is not significantly darshanable enough to him. Period. Boy, Rabbi I underline Rabbi How about this? Tzafu amrim umahu. We just had a case where the wind blew uh, somebody's uh, grain into or um, sheaves into another person's field. How about if it tzafu amrim? Or afu oimrim. Bottom line, a wind came and it, it blew it into somewhere else in your own field. Huh. How do we look at that? Do we say aver sade kesade dami? Well, it's the airspace of your field and it's like your field. Oh, since it blew it to a place other than where it naturally fell, lav kesade dami. It's not like your field and then it would be considered not shechan. You'd be able to keep it. That's the question. Well, amrle rav kahana, the rav papiv, amrle those who say it was rav kahana to rav zvid. Why don't we conclude that issue from here? Tifshite, I put a triangle on this Tifshite. Three lines later, first words on the line are Tashma. I put a triangle on that also. It'll be a Gemara, a couple attempts to conclude this issue. So how about this? Tifshite lay, why don't we conclude it from, and uh, I underlined, Rebavo Amar That's right, the same Rebavo Amar that we had like three lines ago. Why not conclude from him? Damar, what did he say? He said, Prat. Um, uh, that would not include, in other words, not shichacha would be if the omrim 
the sheaves uh, uh, were uh, picked up by some storm wind and went into your friend's field. Let's make a diuk. If it's in your friend's field, yes, that's when it would not be shechaldeyu. But if it's into your own field, just a different place than it fell uh, or was forgotten, lo, it would not be excluded and would be considered shechacha. Okay. Why not conclude it from that? The Gemara turns around and says, well, one second, according to your reasoning, uh, into your friend's field, only if it like flew over there because of some strong storm wind, but if it was placed there, low, question mark, comma, exclamation point, connector, the ha, don't you still need besadecha? I double under besadecha, it has to be in your field, but like you don't have that when it's in the guy's field next door. Ella? If it's into your friend's field, even if it is laying down on the ground, then why did it say tzafu, which like flew over? Basically, because if you're not going to find it in your neighbor's field, unless ella be tzafu. Okay, and uh, we have not answered um, Rebbe uh, Yirmiya's question. So, Tashma, we try again, another triangle. This is a two lines, slightly over two lines in the sources, say Toisefta in the third parak of Meseches Peya. Imagine a sheaf that uh, the uh, owner of the field or somebody uh, held on to it to bring it into the city. And he put it on uh, another uh, Omer. Vishachon forgot it. Oh, so what do you say with the top one, and what do you say with the bottom ones? Are those shichicha or not? Colon. The tachtoin, I squiggle it on the tachtoin, the one that's underneath, is considered shichicha, whereas the elyoin, the one that's up on top, ain't shichicha, is not. Kama, Reb Shimon Yehuda, who I underlined, Oimer, Mishum, he says the name Reb Shimon, Shneamein and shichicha. No, both of them are not going to be shichicha. The tachtoin, why is one underneath not shichicha? Because it's underneath, it can't be shichicha. And the elyoin, I squiggle it on the elyoin, the one that's on top, because it kind of, uh, it's floating over there. In other words, it's not on the ground. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Let's analyze it. We only see the Machlokas between the Tanakama and uh, Reb Shem ben Yehuda. Regarding the lower one, Aval they both agreed when it came to the upper one, that it's not and this would be a good way to answer the Rabbi Yirmiya question. Uh, no. Why? Why can we not answer Rabbi Yirmiya's question from this? Shiny Hossam, it's different over there. Because once the person, like, grabbed a hold of it and was going to take it into town, Kevan de Achzik Bey, Zacha Bey. He uh, was Zachan, and basically it's his already, and therefore it has nothing to do with Saf or not Saf. Well, if that's the case, then he Hachi. My area, then why did it have to teach the case as being where he placed it down, al-gabe chaveroi, comma, afilu besodanam, even it was in the friend's field, that also be the case that it wouldn't be shechacha. Answers the Gemara, yeah, that's right, inachinami. Vehai dekatani, why then did it teach in the context of it being placed al-gabe chaveroi? Not because of the upper one, but rather Mishum the Tachtoin, because of the lower one or the one underneath it, which is the point of Machlokas. Veha Safkamar. But didn't it say, like, just read the Raisa, because it is on top? Ema, well, say instead or understand it instead, not 
Mipnei Shehu Tzaf, but rather Mipnei Shehu Ke Tzaf. That's why he's Pater, on the one that he held on to. It's Ki'ilu, it's still Tzaf above the ground, and basically placed in his hand. Period. Amar Abaye. I circled Abaye's name. He felt really clear one morning, had a very clear head, and he got up and said, Hareini, behold, I'm like Ben Azai in the marketplace in the Shuke of Tiberias. Amar lay. In other words, Abaye was telling the crowd, ask me whatever you want. Okay, Amar lehumi Rabbanan, Abaye, one of the rabbis, asked Abaye the following question. Imagine if there are two dead people, one on top of the other, Meheichan Humaydid. What point exactly do you measure from? The upper dead body, the lower dead body, maybe from both, maybe from neither. I don't know. So we have three possibilities. There's actually four, but we list off three. Do we say that dead body on top of dead body, well, that's a min, that's something with something similar, that's considered Tamun, in which case it's underneath something. Umin b'minoi loy saf. A dead body on top of another dead body is not considered saf. Therefore, it would be clearly from the elyoin. Me elyoin did. You would measure from the upper uh, dead body. Odilma, or maybe I squiggle under the odilma. A second possibility. Min b'minoi havet saf. That if it's the same type of thing, in other words, dead human being on top of dead human being, it would be considered saf, would be considered up above, umin b'minoi, however, dead body underneath dead body, lo have tamun, is not considered tamun, and therefore it would be clear that mitachtain did you would measure, as far as which is closest from the lower one. Odilma, another possibility, I squiggle on the Odilma, third possibility, min b'minoi, have tamun, and min b'minoi, have saf. Well, min bimina is considered tamun, so you can't measure from the lower one. Min bimina is considered saf; it's like floating up in the air, and you can't measure from the upper one. Vlemi tachtoin moided, vlemi elyoin moided. You just basically can't go through with the ceremony. Anyway, that's what the uh, question that was uh, posed to Abaye was. Amar Le says Abaye back to the crowd, and once again, I, I think I measured this, uh, mentioned this earlier. The Rashi's are in both the right and left column till the end of the Masechta. Tani Suha. Um, he says, uh, it's, a, it's an Aic source. Basically, at least one of those questions we could answer. Now, we're going to answer it from not a Tanaic source by uh, Egla Roof or finding a dead body or dead bodies, but rather uh, from the same Tanaic source that apparently we had used on the bottom of the previous Amud about the uh, forgotten Shiv. Says this price, and this price here goes for almost five lines. Aymer Shehiksik Bai, you have the field person, he took the sheaf and he uh, grabbed a hold of it and he's carrying it to bring it into town. And left it on uh, another one, and then forgot them. The Tachtain, underline the Tachtain is considered Shechacha, and I don't underline Shechacha. The Elyon, the upper one, is not Shechacha. Reb Shimon ben Yehuda, I underline his name, Aymer Mishum, and I box Rabbi Shimon, Shneyan, both of them, the one on top and the one underneath, Einan Shechar, not Shechacha, I don't underline Einan Shechacha, and here's the reason why. The Tachtain, I underline, Mipnei Shehu, Tamun, it is considered Tamun, and therefore it would uh, not be Shechacha. Uh, the Elyon Mipnei Shehut Tzav, because it's uh, not on the ground, it's above. Now, that's an next source. We're going to have a way of analyzing it. And the way of analyzing it is Savruha. We are of the opinion here, Dehani Tanoi, that would be the Tanakam of the price we just saw, and Rabbi Shimon of the price we just saw, 
both hold like Rabbi Yehuda Svirlu, and I put a corresponding arrow pointing back up to Amud Aleph. Rabbi Yehuda, again, was on the second, maybe the first, depending on which side you're looking at, the first or the second of the widest lines. He was the one who said, prat letamun. So we're going to assume here that both the Tanakh and Shimon hold like Rabbi Yehuda Svirlu, Amaru says, Besada, that one word in quotation marks, is prat letamun, would not include one that was hidden underneath something, or buried underneath something. In which case, what is the point of Machokas between the Tanakh and Rabbi Shimon? My ifligi. Colon, Demar Savar, I squeal and the Mar, that would be Rib Shimon's of the opinion, Min Bimino Yave Tamun, when you have one thing in another thing, in other words, dead body under another dead body would be considered Tamun. Umar Savar, I squeal and this word Mar, that would be the Tanaka, would be the opinion, Lo Yave Tamun. And that apparently would answer the question. Uh, no. Lo, comma. If they both agreed with the Tana Rabbi Yehuda, then for sure they would all hold that human body underneath human body is considered Tamun, and therefore when it comes to Shiv underneath Shiv, it would definitely not be Shichacha. Vehacha, what's the Machlokus over here about the lower one on the uh, top of the Amud? That's what they're arguing about. Straightforward, the Rabbanon, I underline they like the Rabbanon, and Roshim ben Yehuda, who we had on the third line of this page, he would hold like Rabbi Yehuda. Well, if that's the case, if it's just a straight parallel machokas tanoim, ihachi, my area, then why did we even have to bring to light? Like, what's the point of even mentioning that it's al-gabe chavera, that it was placed down on another sheep? Even if it was an afar tzor, underneath afar tzor would be the case. Well, says the Gemara, you know what? That's right. In yes, achinami. That is so. Why then was it taught that way? To show you how far Rabbi Yehuda goes. Even if it's uh, one thing and then a similar thing, it's still if it's underneath, it's considered tamun. Period. We have a brisa that goes almost four lines and starts here. The Pasuk refers to the human being that was found as being basically a halal. A halal is uh, essentially someone who had been killed using a metal uh, weapon of whatever it is, but it has to be metal. Uh, halal, the loy chanuk, and not strangled. You can't find the guy strangled. He has to have some, like a, a wound from a metal weapon. Um, halal. Same word indicates uh, velo mefarper, not like flopping around there still, but basically dead, totally dead. Um, the word in the passage says ba'adama, I put that in quotation marks, on the ground, velo tamun begal, not hidden under or buried under a uh, pile of something. Um, nofel is the next word in the pasuk. <coughs> Fallen. We darshan that to mean veloit velubilin and not hanging in a tree. Besada, uh, that's in quotation marks, veloit safapaniamayim and not floating on the water. Rabbi Elazar, who I boxed Aimer, Bekulan in all of them, meaning even Meparper, flopping around, Saf floating on the water, Tamun underneath something, Talui hanging in something, in all of them, Imhaya Halal, orphan. If it was a um, life ending injury with a metal weapon, then you would go ahead with the uh, Eglarufa ceremony. In other words, as long as it wasn't a strangulation, you go ahead with the Eglarufa ceremony, period. That's the end of the Brisa. Tanya, we have another little Brisa. This little Brisa goes for two and a half lines. Amr Rabbi Yehuda. Amr Rabbi Elazar. They said to Rabbi Elazar, 
regarding the machlokas of the previous brisa. Wouldn't you agree, Shem Hayechanuk, that if the deceased was strangled, umutava and like thrown in a trash heap, she'ain orphan, that you would not go ahead with a grulufa ceremony, like you agree when it comes to halal. Alma, it would seem to follow from there, this is now the Gemara speaking, that when the Pasuk uses the term halal, that means veloi chanuk, and not strangled. Well, if you hold that, then shouldn't you darshan all the other terms? Hachanami. Ba'adama v'loi tohom begal, naifa v'loi tohi b'ilan, besada v'loi safa v'loi amayim. Answers the Gemara that Rabbi Elazar, actually, if you look at the psukah there, it says the term halal numerous times. And Rabbi Elazar is darshaning halal yaseira ksiv, where it says hakrovim el hachalal, and a lot of other halalim, which he darshans to mean halal specifically, that it was a life-ending injury with a metal weapon and not strangled. The Mishnah said, found near the border or a city that's majority Gentile. Where do you see that? Well, because the Pasa says, and the implication of the term, if you like happen to find it, it has to be in a place where you like normally wouldn't find a person who was executed or killed or murdered, prat, the exclusion of Lamatsu, which is places where it's more common, like a border area or a city that has majority uh, Gentiles. The Mishnah said, oh, that you're Shane Babasin, or if you, you don't uh, uh, go ahead with the Agrupa ceremony, if it's to a city that has no court. Deboinan, because we require, like it says in Pasuk Gimel and Dalid, and Vav, we require it to be uh, uh, the Zikne Ha'ir of the city, and the city doesn't have one, and therefore Veleka. That's why you wouldn't go ahead. Now, the Misha continued and said, You only measure the city that does have a basin. Oh, one second. You just told me you don't measure, you don't have to go with a ceremony if the city, closest city, doesn't have a basin. Now you say you only measure a city that does have a basin. Pshita, like, of course. Came on Titana, since you just told me, that you don't measure if there's no basin. I know that what do you measure to? Only a basin that has a basin. Well, now again, the basin here is not talking about a three-member court. We're talking about the uh, more significant 2023-member 20, court. In any event, the Gemara answers Hakamash Malan. That's exactly the Chiddush here, Kedisanya, like we bring out in the following Tanaic source. Um, the fact that if the uh, murdered person was found uh, near a city basin that does not have a uh, 23-member court that you just leave it and you actually measure the basin that has a 23-member court and you keep measuring until you get to the city that's closest with the 23-member court how do you know that? well the Pasuk says the zikne ha Ear, hahi, I squeal and join the word ha'ir, which indicates me kol makayim in any event. Now, if it hadn't taught that, I would have actually thought that if the closest city you measure to doesn't have a significant uh, court, then you just don't measure at all. Kamash you would still measure, rather you have to keep going till the closest city that has a 23-member court. That's the end of the brisa. <coughs> the mission continues and says, or the mission. The next Mishnah says, Nimsa Mechuvan ben Let's say you find a deceased person and you measure, and it's like exactly in between those two cities, not one milli inch closer to either city. Then you know what the cities do? Shteyan, maybe Eglais. The two cities, each one has to bring an Eglarufan process. That's according to Rebbe Eliezer. And I box Rebbe Eliezer. Comma. 
The city of Jerusalem does not bring an Egla Rufa if they happen to be the closest city where a person who had been murdered was found. Slash. Imagine if you find a dead person, his head's in one place, his body's in another place. What do you do? Well, if you pick up the head and move it towards where the body is, I box Rabbi Eliezer, and Rabbi Akiva, who I also boxed, he says, the other way, you pick up the body and move it to where the head is. Slash. Here's another case. We're going to get pretty precise here, but where do you measure from? Well, we're going to have again Rabbi Eliezer and Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Eliezer, who I boxed Oimer Mitiburai from the center of the body, we'll call it the belly button, is where you measure from. Rabbi Akiva, Oimer, he says, Mi chait my actually from the person's, from the uh, dead person's nose. Kama Rabbi Eliezer ben Yankiv, who I underlined Oimer, Mi malkim halal. No, from the place where, where, like, where does a typical person get uh, killed if he's killed with a metal sort of weapon? Mi from his neck. Says the Gemara, my time of the Rebbe Eliezer. What's the reason for Rebbe Eliezer that you can actually have on the same uh, one found dead person two Egla Arufas that are uh, processed? Well, Kesavar, because that is because Rebbe Eliezer is of the opinion, Efshir Shas, whether it is possible to say you are totally exact and each one is exactly the uh, same. In this case, each city is exactly the same distance from the deceased. Ukroiva, when the Pasuk says, it does say the city that is closest in the singular, well, the understanding is that it must mean afilukroivais, and if they're both the same distance, then it's even the two cities that are closest. The Bishop continues and says, Ven Jerusalem doesn't bring an Eglarufa. Well, Damar Kra, because the Pasuk indicates that the type of city has to be the city Lerishta that you inherit. The Kassavra and the author of our Mishnahs of the Opinion, Jerusalem was not split to any of the individual tribes. It was sort of like everyone's. Uh, the Mishnah says, Nimsa What are they arguing about? Whether you bring the uh, head to the body or the body to the head? Well, if what they're arguing about is, well, where you measure from, that can be, because that's the next case in the Mishnah. Hamidiktani Seifa, from the fact that the later part of the Mishnah is a three-word quote, right angles, from where would they measure? Then Michlal, the implication is the earlier part of the Mishnah, the part of the Mishnah that we're dealing with now, Michlal Duresha, and is not talking about measuring. So what is the issue? They're arguing about that concept of when there is a person who's just found, and he's dead, he will acquire the place that he died. Well, where did he die? The Hachikamar, and essentially what the Mishnah is saying is giving you an understanding of the Machlokas of Lekaivroi. When the person has to be buried, Kanamekaimai, he actually acquires the place where he died. The Heichan, now that's sort of simple enough if he's in one piece. Where the person's head that was found in one place, the Gufa in his body, you pick up and move the rosh, the head, that's Rabbi Eliezer, Kama, Rabbi Kiva, he says, no, the goof, you pick up the body, and bring it, Eitzel HaRosh. But my Kama, what is essentially the point that they're arguing about? Colon, Mar, Savarai, squiggle underline the Mar, Rabbi Eliezer would be of the opinion, you know what happened? Gufe beduchte nafil. The person's body fell in the place that it fell. What happened? Why is his head found somewhere else? For Reisha, 
Well, if that's I mean, certainly if he had his, if he was decapitated, if his head chopped off, it kind of rolled away, moved away when it fell. Okay, and that's why you would move the head to the body. Umar, Savra, squiggle underline the Mar. Rabbi Yaakiv would be the opinion that, no, no, when the person had his head chopped off, the head landed, and that's where it happened. Reisha hecha de wherever it fell, fell. Nafil. Gufa, the guy's body, who deroit vaazil, kept, you know, sort of like running off further. That's why uh, you uh, pick up the body and move it to where the head is. From where would they measure? Where exactly in the body? Well, uh, we had different places, but my kamifligi, what is essentially what they're arguing about? Question mark? Well, Mar Savarai Squilin and the Mar, Ikur Chiyusabape, the main, the center, the Ikur of life is from the nose, from the face, from the breath, from the breathing, from the air that we breathe. Kama Umar Savar, the other approach is, I squiggle in on that Mar, Ikur Chiyusa, the, the main uh, life that a person has is Betibure. Now, could mean belly button. It means like the body center. I'd say the main body cavity, the uh, the uh, hearts, the lungs, that whole thing together. Kama lema ki hani tanoi. Should we say that it uh, kind of would parallel the following one and a half line Tanaic source, um, which would be another machlokas tanoim? Should we parallel them? And the other uh, Tanaic source is dealing with uh, when you have a woman who became pregnant. There's a little baby who starts to form inside of her. Mehechan avlad noitzar. What exactly, uh, from where is it that the um, uh, embryo uh, in utero is formed? Well, machlokas, miraishai, I underline miraishai, from the head. We even have a pasuk that kind of indicates that when it says, mimei imi ata gazi, from the innards of my mother, did you pull me out? And the pasuk says, gazi nizreich veishlichi, of either cut, or we see the word gaz, of your nizreich would be the, your hair and uh, throw it. Abashal, who I boxed, Aimer, miti buroi. It's actually from the little belly button, umishalech shoshav, and sends forth roots, elach veelach, which may become the spinal cord or the uh, blood system, or maybe the arms or the legs or the fingers or the toes. That's the end of the snake source. Bottom line, should we say that that machalistine parallels ours? Nope. More answers are filu tema abashol. You can even say abashol. How? Adkan like kamar abashol. Abashol is only talking about ella inyan yitzira, the forming of a new baby in utero. Dichi mitzar vlad, when it's formed, mitziyase mitzay. It's formed from the middle, like from the main body cavity, from the belly button. Avalinyan chiyusa, once you have a born baby and it turns into a person, the person is living. Dekulialma could very well be that everyone holds ba'ape. Who? It is in the face, in the mouth, in the nose, in the breathing system. <clears throat> like the Pasuk says, Kolasher Nishmas Ruachayim Be'apav. And I underline the word Be'apav again. It, it, it seems to indicate that the life itself is more in the, in the nose, uh, in the face area, than in the body. And finally, Rabbi Lezbin Yaakov Aymer, Mimakim Shasa Halal, meaning Mitzavaroi, that you measure from the neck. My time at What is his reasoning that he says from the neck? That's what's called halal. Well, <coughs> like the pasuk says, "Lo el tsavare 
Chalalei Rishayim. I underline the word Savare and I underline Chalalei to uh, place uh, place you with the necks of the corpses of the Rishayim. Bottom line, we see the term Chalal right next to the term Savar, and it's from there that uh, Rebbe Lesben Yaakov seems to indicate that Chalal is from the neck area. Adkan.